0: Welcome to Coach's Corner with your host, Ryan Watson and Jonathan Gordon.
1: (laughs) I'm just letting you know I'm going to hate it. You're going to hate it? Yeah. All
0: right, here we go now. Get behind that line. We're going to do it right. Do it right. Do it light. Let's go. All right, and with that, welcome on into the Coach's Corner with your host, as always, Ryan Watson and Jonathan Bourne, brought to you by Broadway Sports Media. Partner with 440 Sports. Find all of our great content at BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Jonathan, we're kind of uh, a little out of schedule this week. We're going to be releasing a day early, so hopefully everybody's ready for the Coach's Corner one day early. Got to adapt in these times, you got to be flexible. I know we are. We're going to try th- something a little different tonight. We're a little more relaxed. I know y'all can't see the video. Y'all can't <laughs> out there in audio world, can't see what's going on. I'm in a recliner. I'm just leaned back. Uh, I think we joked. We're going to give about. We're going to give as much effort as the Titans have here recently in games. for the show, I'm kidding. We're going to bring y'all a great show. But we're going a little off script. Normally, I have our, our talking points and everything, and, and we we go through and everything. But tonight, I just want to. I just want a frank discussion with you about. What is going on with the Titans? What just happened in that debacle of a Thursday night game? And what does the upcoming look like? We kind of touched on it last week, what our positives were, halfway point. I think it's time we look to take a little bit more of a negative spin on everything. And starting with that 34-17 to loss to the division rival Colts, and, and F the Colts, man, and, and since I have been around – and witnessing this, there's always this kind of a game versus the Colts. It's just the Titans don't seem to be able to get right and put forth an effort consistently that matches what the Colts do, regardless of the product of the Colts put on the field. The Titans could have the much better team on paper, but it doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that's definitely the case this year because I think that in spots they're pretty evenly matched. I think the, the Titans have a little better skill Position players, uh, the way Tannehill's been playing, Tannehill's been playing recently, and uh, the re- the way Rivers was able to take advantage of the Titans' defense, I think that's the even playing field. I think Tannehill's a better quarterback, but I think once you factor everything in, they're they're even in that regards. Colts' offensive line played better, so I mean, just it's on paper Titans seem a little better, but it doesn't really seem to matter, especially in that second half debacle. So, give me your thoughts. Where are you at right now with the season?
1: Well, i think uh, that that game thursday night was pretty much uh most people should have seen that well, i don't say most people but if you're really paying attention a lot of that you should have seen coming uh it was it was making the titans pay for their sins that they've been showing all season long right and frankly the colts came in here with very little respect for the titans offense they sat in a cover one shell almost all night with their corners pressed making the titans really try and drive down the field and they weren't gonna let derrick henry get going now the funny part about that is i actually Thought Derrick Henry ran the ball pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, though, the failures of the special teams and defense, which has been going on since week one of the season, uh, finally came back. And look, they have made a living on defense by turnovers and getting the ball back for their offense. And their offense is still good. I know it didn't put up, it hasn't been putting up a ton of points, but it is still a good offense. Now it's a little bit of a one trick pony offense and it's a good trick. You know, they're disciplined. They can run the ball. They, they I do think they're feeling the effects of some injuries. It's been one guy after the other on that offensive line. And it's finally taking its toll. Yeah, But I, I think there's still a good offense. Uh, anybody that expected Tannehill to be the greatest quarterback of all time, forever is <laughs> was a little naive i mean there was going right. to be some sort of well, i hate to even call it regression because i think that that di- uh it, it plays too much into the national media the right yeah. yeah it's a it, it's a regression from the level that he was playing at but he's still playing well the problem is is that the titans offense if you can stop the run becomes a bit simplified because it's so play action based and while the play action game even when the run game's not working can still affect linebackers it still causes them to bite up it's just instincts on their part you have to be able to win outside of just a play action game from a standard from the pocket on timing base, and they don't really have that or they haven't really shown it so I don't want to say that some of the um, glean has uh, fallen off of Arthur Smith, but it, you know he has to be able to adapt as well. And sure. he hasn't shown that not only in games, but over the course of this season so far, we haven't seen a ton of that adaptation. And frankly, he got completely outcoached by the defensive coordinator of the Colts because they came in, they had, you know, 10 guys up in the box at times just to stop the run. Right. And that's where I've been harping on it since the off season, having guys with speed. I know that we've seen AJ Brown pull away from people, but having a true speedster on the outside can really affect those kind of coverages and take that option away. So, We'll get into the Ravens here in a little bit and talk about, you know, the struggles they've been going through. But you have to wonder if some of the book is out on how you stop the Titans. It's easier said than done in certain cases. But look, when the Titans are not the most disciplined team on the field, when they're not uh, when they're beating themselves, I don't know that they are the type of team that can overcome that.
0: Let's analyze this a bit further before we move on, because I think that some important key points that you made there was that – and and Titans film room, uh, Justin Graver put out a pretty good tweet here last week that got completely picked up by some Colts fan and misinterpreted, I believe. At least – and Justin might have – you know, all fairness, he probably could have worded it a little differently. But his point was, look at the plays the Titans didn't hit on offense last night. And that game would have been different. He wasn't trying to play the whole what-if game, I don't think. But he was trying to point out is that this whole year, the Titans – Timely ability to make plays on offense has saved this team time and time again, and been able to mask some of these problems that you've had to see with with the special teams, with defense, with the, this bend but don't break philosophy that seems to be more break than bend here recently. We talked about it on the halftime show during on Thursday night, but it's it's so you look at this game, and there was the big miss to AJ Brown. I think there was a holding penalty to Nate Davis. I don't want to – and here's the thing. I don't want to hold this against Nate Davis. That was just a mention of a play that Justin made. But that wasn't the reason the Titans lost the game whatsoever. But going into halftime, they had the 17-13 lead. And if you're thinking – Oh gosh! If they can just stop the Colts here in some way and not give give up any more points, even if they just give up a field goal, that's a win. And they did that. They did let them drive all the way down the field, and they stopped them on the fourth and goal. They showed some resilience. And, and as Zach Lyons uh, from Efforts Pod joked, that he knows why the defense can stop people near the goal lines because the corners are forced to line up closer to their man and not play in the back of the end out of the back of the end zone. All jokes there, but the point is, is they were able to make, able to make that stop. And to your point, they come out and they three and out. And this is before we even get to any of the special team stuff, but they three and out. So that's, that's a moment when your offense has to pick up and realize your defense has been struggling of late. And they just made a stop for you to get, to steal a possession away from the Colts. Okay? I, at this point, looking at it, I almost would have rather the Colts scored and gone up and then the Titans go back out and, and run a regular offense instead of having to run it out of the goal line because they weren't able to get anything going. But that, alas, the point is, they were running the ball well during the game. But right there in that situation, they've got to pick up that defense and they've got to come out and show the sport that, hey, great stop. Cause then now your defense is defeated. Pile on the fact that you have a seventeen, I don't even think it was seventeen yards. They maybe have give, given them an extra yard on the shank yard punt that just nets you nothing. And then I think within I joked to myself watching the game, within two plays, I think the Colts were already back down with a three or four or whatever when Michael Pippen ran it down there. So that's and that's easy points there for them. They have stuff to convert and go out there, but now your defense is dejected. Now you go back out on offense with a chance to still drive the ball down the field and you three, not three it out, but you, you suffer the punt and it gets blocked due to a special teams miscue. So there's a two, and then the phases of the game, there's three phases of the game, special teams, defense, and offense, and your, your special teams failed you miserably. But here's the thing, the offense, even though there's no like statistical fail point other than not picking up a first down and not driving down the field, it's so easy to point to the special teams and go, yes, you shouldn't have shanked that. And yes, you shouldn't have punted that. I'm going to say the Titans shouldn't have, been in the situation to punt the ball at all, they should have driven down the field, right? I mean, so like if we're going to place blame, the play. What I'm saying is the blame can be placed equally on all three phases of the game because the offense wasn't clicking in the second half, the defense was like we said more break than bend, and the special team was just terrible. So I mean, you can't just lay it on one facet. This team just did not play well in the second half. So at this point. Is there any hope for them? What do they have to look for? Because as you stated earlier, the running game didn't look bad in parts. The toss play, they had a couple toss plays that worked really well. I can't wait to get in and break those down a little bit this week and look at those a little closer because I really did like those. And Derrick Henry looked good running the ball. And I've heard the flack out there. Let me ask you this question before we move on because I want to address something too that I heard. The flack there, they're saying that this offense is going to be completely fixed, 100% fixed, if they just let Derrick Henry run the ball more and don't put Foreman in. What are your thoughts there?
1: Well, I think Foreman's run the ball pretty well. I, I have no—and y- you talk about, you know, the, the offense failed, and I, I don't know if they played as well as they could. They they did have some missed opportunities, but— I mean, Fair. It's, we'll call no, it missed
0: opportunities, not failures. Yeah, That's fine.
1: Now, no, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it was one of those where we can definitely disagree. Yeah. I think that—but I, I, I think it kind of goes back to, yes, the offense is good enough that th- they should be able to drive down the field, but at the same time, the, this special teams unit and this uh, and the defense has been so poor this year that it makes a margin for error for the offense just so tight. minuscule. Right. The, you you have no margin for error. And look, you have the turnover on the on the block punt, but then the seventeen yard punt is a turnover. Whether or not it goes down in the in the stat sheet or not, that's a turnover. Yeah, like you it, didn't it flip the field. Is. Your,
0: your goal as an offense is to drive, score points, or flip the field.
1: Yeah, that's not even that's not even a short punt. That's literally just a turnover and that is an absolute win for the other team and so that's you only come out negative one in the turnover column but you're really negative two one of those led directly to seven points mm-hmm. on the play and so when you're talking about the offense you start pressing you start pressing for every single play because every single one could literally mean that the game is over so i don't know that the, the colts were absolutely the better team on Thursday, oh, heck yeah. i don't i don't know if there's 17 or 17 point difference or 17 points better. Um Just the kind of the way the game flowed and, but they were absolutely better. I mean, you could make an, you could make an argument that, you know, just looking at the, the Titans offense versus the Colts defense, it was, it was a, a wash maybe, but it was just an absolute slobber knocker outside of that with the special teams and defense. And yeah, yeah, I don't know how much better you can get on defense in season because I'm not sure what other drastic changes you can make outside of some coaching changes Um because there's one position group that has absolutely regressed this year. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago, talking about how bad the passing defense was. And I said, I am not sure that the passing defense is uh, they, I think they can fix sex at that point. You know, they were, they were a little banged up. They were going to get a Dory back at some point and they ended up making a trade for, for des king and i thought the passing defense was actually okay against the colts but the colts came in with a very distinct plan and yep. only one team had done this before and that was attack the the, line, the inside linebackers. Yep. Attack Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans. The Vikings did that a bit with the run game, and you saw what Dalvin Cook did. So the Colts come in and do it via the passing game and the run game, strictly attacking those inside linebackers, and just an absolute failure all around by those two. One in a contract year, one was a first-round pick. They have got to play better. That was absolutely some of the worst linebacker play I have ever seen. Um, and it's just... They don't seem to have a plan. Rashawn Evans seems to be mostly just running around trying to make plays, but he's not playing assignment football, not doing his job. Right. And when it comes to that, this is a team that has to be disciplined. Worst case scenario, you don't have to be a great defense, but at least do your job. Don't give them the easy plays. Cause trust me, shooting a gap, if great if you make a play and you know, sometimes the coaches, oh, a great play and everything. Well, guess what? the next three times that he tries to do that, it's going to end up being a big play. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a coaching thing, if it's just the linebackers absolutely resting. I'm obviously not in those film sessions. I don't know exactly what they're going over, but I don't know where you go. You don't have personnel that you can ch- change in there. You have They obviously are down on David Long. Um,
0: and now he's on the the
1: COVID list. Yeah,
0: there's no no way around that. They're down on him. He's not seeing the field, especially after last year. He did have some strong uh, appearances, but, I mean, he's definitely down on him. He's on the COVID list now, like you stated. And something else to take in mind here with the linebackers is I think they were on another podcast. I can't remember exactly where this quote came from. Uh, I'm just going to say bust some with the Boys because I think it was off of there, where Rashawn Evans had directly quoted that the scheme doesn't really allow for tackles for loss, and I'm – Gonna have to say I agree with him because I'm not seeing that really production. And again, as we've stated, if the the interior line defensive line for this Titans defense doesn't make the play, especially on some of those interior runs, it's a seven eight yard game, and it's like watching what the Titans normally what the Titans normally do to other defenses. I mean, it's very frustrating to see. I'm like, oh, is this what other other fans feel like when Derrick Henry gets rolling? Now I don't think that they were run all over, but to your point, there seemed to always be this play where the the the, the linebackers either really were late or out of position. And you could point to the scheme. You could point to maybe the scheme beforehand was taking more advantage of their strengths and hiding their weaknesses, where this seems to be putting a magnifying glass over the weaknesses. Something's going on there. And it's not just the linebackers. There's a whole lot of problems all over this defense because, as we, and again, the, but the defensive backs, you can simply say they haven't been healthy all year. They haven't had their core group. Now they had to trade and get Des King, but at the same time, they still don't have their full complement of what they drafted, what they brought back. For the Titans. So, I mean, there's a little bit of that there going on. But the pass rush isn't there. But again, I think what is it like five or six of the quarterbacks the Titans have faced this year have beat their yearly average of getting the ball out in terms of quickness. So the book is out on the Titans. They're they're going to play off man, they're going to allow these shorter routes, they're going to allow people to nickel and dime them. There's no real chance for the pass rush to be effective and when you've seen in some plays when they have forced teams in the third and long they've gotten some good pressure on some quarterbacks and they've had they've been able to affect people in games but it's just not showing up on the stat sheet so it's easy to get frustrated with just one area but i understand this from what it looks like from the outside looking in it's every level of that defense needs help it whether it's you know the interior defensive line does well but again if they get covered up in double teams the linebackers shooting wrong gaps then good luck stopping that. And the safeties aren't filling down like they used to there. It's just Kevin Byard has been non-existent, but again, that could be scheme. Has he, I, I refuse to believe he's regressed that much from last year to this year, but, and then the corners playing off. So I think it's, it's a little bit of scheme, a little bit. Maybe they're not as good as as, as on paper as what they, as what you thought they were possibly, but a lot's got to get right for this defense to in, in turn get Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, if the entire team on defense has regressed this much, then look, Dean Pease gets a lot of uh, publicity and they need to bring him back. And he absolutely deservedly so, but not just him, Kerry Coombs, uh, now DC for Ohio State, he should be getting a pay raise just for what the Titans have done without him. And then uh, Coach McKenzie, now coaching for the Lions, who was the inside linebackers coach here, he should get a pay raise too. And he, I mean, for being on the other team, just for how bad that they have regressed on this, because it, again, it's, it's one of those, if you're not coaching it, you're allowing it. And there are so many things that have been an issue for so many weeks and then continue to show up. And if you're still trotting the guys out there, look, you're still trying Steven Gaskowski out there. And you talk about these are positions with kickers, with long snappers, with um, punters that coaches like to find those guys that are going to be consistent and aren't going to be headaches and you know you're trotting gaskowski out there i know that they're friends and apparently he's gotten old and only become a long range kicker which makes no sense at all but apparently it's true in his case but you're still trotting that guy out there but apparently through just one week of practice have become a punter by committee team which i've never even heard of and that make i have no answers for what they're exactly thinking in that personnel department and how they're addressing certain positions but not others they don't seem to have a direction right now and that ultimately what what do you do when things get tough in in, in football when when things are not going well you go back to basics right go you know, all the way back to basics go back to the blocking and tackling the foundation that got you here and i think that's what they have to do i mean it's really just hey i know we're trying to get advanced and hell if you lose games but you play better with the basics that will translate because the season's not over yet. I did know that this is a six and two team looking at six, looking down the barrel of six and five or worse. I still believe that's true, but you can be a six and five team that has started to play better and lost some close games, or you can be a six and five team that looks like, Hey, this season's over and they've mailed it in. And you- I think this <clears throat> is a moment of truth for them.
0: To your point, I posted a question to you in kind of our private chat earlier this week, just looking at two, six, and three teams. Would you rather be the Titans right now or the Miami Dolphins based on how they're playing? And it's, it's, it's a question where I think both of us still agreed we'd rather be the Titans, but we had to think, we had to kind of weigh out the options a little more than we thought we would have, I think. And I think that's just the point is that sometimes, regardless of talent, what you put on the field, sometimes teams just play, are playing better at a certain time. And Titans went on that kind of run at the end of the year last year through the playoffs. Sometimes teams maybe play a, a bit above their their pay grade. But, again, and you're saying get back to basics. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I honestly would like to see this defense for – take a game where you just, for whatever reason – now, maybe Lamar Jackson's not the best one to do this against when I say this, but I'd like to see them go with a little more reckless abandon in spots, take some risks, and actually rely on their guys on the field. It's like, all right, we're going to trust y'all to make this play. And I'm not talking about every play. I'm not talking about blitzing all eight – Every single play. But I'm saying draw up some calculated blitzes, pick your spots, tighten the coverage up and see if you can give your guys on these pass rush to make a play. See if they can get there. See if they can affect the quarterback. But and just take a little more risk because it just, yes, I do agree, get back to the basics, but I would like to see a little more spice in there because I think that you lull your by playing the way that they do, you lull your own guys to sleep a little bit possibly there's nothing really to get like if you were a player on this defense would you is there any calls that you see that you'd get like particularly excited about and go oh yeah here we go because I don't see that on film when I come back there's not a whole lot unless it's like the interior defensive line again we keep coming back to that unless it's the interior defensive line making a tackle for a loss there's not a ton of excitement from play to play because everything's like a okay good we stopped them for a six-yard gain well Five to six yard games every time is going to convert a lot of first downs, and in this game, I don't. Here's the thing: the Titans did stop the Colts on third down conversions quite a bit. Just the Colts did took a play out of your playbook, Jonathan, and said, "You know, screw it, we're going to go forward on fourth down." So, there's a lot broken here. And there's, there's got to be some something to go on. Maybe it's a mix of back to the basics, maybe for this defense. Maybe it's a bit of take some more chances, calculated chances in some areas because you're not really doing that either right now. Offense has got to, and again, you made a point earlier that the offense is definitely pressing a bit because they feel like they have to make every play perfectly. You can see that. And that's the thing. It shouldn't come, a game should not come down to one A.J. Brown miss 72-yard potential completion. It shouldn't come down to that. Now, if he has four or five drops, yes, maybe we can point to that. But at the same time, it shouldn't come out in one play. So there's there's there is time to fix this. They're six and three. As it stands right now, if they blah, blah, blah. If it ended today, the they'd be out of the playoffs. Well, guess what? It doesn't end today. Still a lot of football left to play. They could easily turn this around and these could be the only three losses for the rest of the season. I doubt that, but it could be. Right now I think you're getting, you're looking forward, your goal is you have to split with the Colts, which means you have to go to Indianapolis and win in 2 weeks, one week and a half, whatever. And now you've got the Ravens coming into town. And then the Browns following up after the Colts. I got that right, right? Yeah. And then the Browns following up after the Colts, who again don't really inspire a lot of fear, but again, you have to bring something in that game or they're going to stick around and and Chubb's back and you know, a lot of things going on there. But let's let's switch real quick. Unless you have anything else about the Colts game. Uh, let's switch real quick to the Ravens. I got one more
1: thing. Okay, go wanna, ahead. I just want to call out, whenever you're coaching defense, the best pressure you can get is inside pressure. Like If you get, like, Albert Hainsworth carried a 2008 Titans defense, that was good, but made it one of the better ones out there because he was so dominant in the middle. Jeffrey Simmons is not quite playing at that level, but he's playing really, really. Really good, And Daquan Jones is no slouch as well. I just want to point out how incredibly impressive it is that the Titans can be this bad on defense and have one of the best combos at interior defensive line in the NFL. That in and of itself is quite impressive, so absolutely hats off uh, and applause for that.
0: To the Ravens. To the Ravens. And, again, I, we, we, we expressed it last week. We think that the Titans' the interior defensive line is one of the best, too, in the, in the NFL. They're really good. And it's a treat to watch them every week on the all, on the coaches, all 22, and, and see what kind of movement or lack thereof the offensive line does not get on them. So, moving on to the Ravens here. And, and here's the thing. I've seen the, I've seen the tweets. I've seen the posts. I've seen that, oh, the Titans can take advantage of a week. Here's the deal. They're going to be pissed off after this game. They just had to play in the rain. That was a – That was a shit fest of a game, if anyone watched that versus the Patriots this last weekend. And Lamar Jackson still can do Lamar Jackson things. They've been... They've been very spotty this year. They have not been the Ravens of last year for sure, 100%. So you would think that the Titans have a good shot here. Well, I also thought they had a pretty good shot against the Bengals. You saw how that worked out. I also thought they had a pretty good shot against the Colts. You see how that worked out. My point is it's the NFL. And this has been – we do a pick em every week. And this, is, this has been one of the worst years to get a handle on who is going to be dominant year in our game week in, week out. Because there's just really no dominant teams. Even, even the Steelers undefeated, I don't think they're a dominant team because they just – Seem to be getting by most of the time, so it's it's just it's a it's a tough season in this COVID shortened off season and and everything that's going on. When you don't know if you don't know if the team starting quarterback is going to be available going into the week, you don't know if their weapons are going to be there. The key parts on defense. It's just a tough season to get your your mind around. So it's tough for me to sit here and say, oh yeah, the Titans definitely have the advantage against the Ravens because who knows. It's still the Ravens. They still have a pretty decent defense. They still can have a good running game. And if Lamar Jackson does get cooking, it's tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing
1: after talking about how poorly the uh, the Titans linebackers had played. I actually think this could be a decent game for them. Uh, they played well, fairly fairly well in the playoffs. I think you're going to see a lot of three safeties involved here. It's one of those with Greg Roman calling that uh, offense there at Baltimore. Very similar things happened in San Francisco. Look, he's done a great job adapting an offense, but there's a reason that some of the best teams out there—and I'm, I'm going to go back to college because I don't want to say it's a college offense—but the the same mentality when you go against a Navy, when you go against a um, an Army with this uh, double wing set, it's an old school offense, and one of the advantages that those kinds of teams have is that you're not facing a ton. So when it comes to preparation for those teams, uh, you have a little bit of an advantage and the ravens take advantage of that as well especially last year with the adaptation of that offense they had a great opportunity to kind of take the league by storm because guess what the league was preparing for spread offenses and the titans kind of take advantage of this too because they, you know while while a league is getting smaller and faster the titans got bigger and stronger the ravens still have speed and they kind of are a blend they're not quite as big but they they have the speed and finesse but it's it's very much a run-based um very old school offense that teams just aren't preparing to play. So it to only have one week to prepare for those teams, it it can be tough. Now once they get figured out and it's very much assignment football and tr- and trusting your eyes, following your reads, that's where it's something that the, the Ravens can have trouble because they don't have an advanced passing game. And I'm not going to get into whether it's a Lamar Jackson issue or whether it's a Greg Roman offensive coordinator issue. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's and- fair to say
0: it's just not clicking right now.
1: Absolutely. But I do think this is a game uh, where the Titans defense could look could look better. And I think we'll come out of it saying, hey, have the Titans started to get things correct, corrected. (laughs) And just like like I said, against the Bears, it's all about matchups. I think if they'll come out of this game, we'll say, hey, the, the defense played well against this team, but they don't play the Ravens every week.
0: Right so it's good it's and that's what I was I'm hesitant to say it's a good matchup because I think I really do agree with you I think it is a good matchup for the Titans defense it's just I think I'm a little more gun shy now than I have been <laughs> all season with, with calling these things because I think that and again you go back to the playoff game where Lamar Jackson came out and I think that after another tough loss they had and he said yeah I, I think that the book's out or so they've got me figured out it goes back to the Titans game he, he blamed that Titans game for putting the book out on him well it's the NFL. Eventually, people are going to figure you out. The good ones, the really elite ones, Mahomes of the world are the ones that can adapt to how people try to figure them out. Tua coming Tua coming out with the, oh, I thought the NFL was going to be harder. That's the kiss of death. I hate that he did that to hold, himself. Hold, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Let me let me just say one thing, real quick, real quick. I'm not comparing Mahomes and Tua, by the way. No, 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 no. I Just want to point
1: out Mahomes' adaptation was throw the ball farther. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Mahomes <laughs> is still not a spectacular uh, reader of defenses, and he can no. be fooled. The problem is, is that he's just a freak of nature, right? And yeah, so well, I freak of nature say, is still a lead over. <laughs> I, Oh yeah, I'm taking Mahomes every day of the week. I yeah. just want to say how he wins and how uh, Peyton Manning wins a little bit different. If Peyton sure, Manning adapted when defense 100%. Really different. Mahomes different, just said, yes. "I can
0: throw that ball over them. <laughs> there mountains." <laughs> exactly. But again, back to Tua, he said that the NFL is a lot easier than he thought it would be. Well, good luck because now defense have got a little extra chip against you. And again, again, eventually. Defenses figure quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks out, it's it's how those young quarterbacks come out of that situation. And my point when I'm going through all this is I think Lamar Jackson's in one of those phases right now this season where the book's out on him a little bit, right? And he hasn't really adapted. And, again, is it coaching or is it him? And we're not going to get into all that because he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a phenomenal player. And he can make plays from the quarterback position. And he has every right to be an NFL quarterback because he's won games as an NFL quarterback. But something's just not clicking there right now. And they're not taking advantage. You said they've got speed, but when's the last time that Hollywood Brown had a big game? You know, it's just it's they're not really taking advantage of that speed consistently. Who does that sound like? Because the Titans again do have some speed on their team, but they're not taking those shots like they used to. They're not really utilizing it. They're 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 relying on players to make the unnatural play, so to speak. You know, like AJ Brown, he's going to have to go catch a twenty-yard pass and then break it seventy yards or whatever. Those kinds of things. So again, it does match up well. And this is what I meant earlier. Maybe this isn't the game to start taking a ton of risks. I think that you do have the book on Lamar Jackson out a little bit from your playoff win. And not a whole lot's changed. If, If anything else, it's declined a tad bit, right? So I think that Maybe you stick to a little bit of back to the basics like you were saying earlier for this game, but you've got to kind of – it's it's all about matches in the NFL, as you've stated a million times, and you've got to be able to adapt week to week for that. So maybe this is a good week to work on some of those basics and get back to it. Otherwise, you lose this one. Again, you're still sitting at 6-4, and four, still a winning record, still possibly to have a good season, but you're making it tougher and tougher on yourself. So I think more more for me is that not just that the, the Titans defense has to get – back to basics and get right. But I think that the Titans offense has to get back to basics a little bit. Sambrello, he's been walking a fine edge earlier with how aggressive he's been with some of his punches and it bit him in the butt versus versus Justin Houston and the Colts this last weekend, or Thursday night, excuse me. And I think he's got to get back to kind of that that kind of base play he had been doing where he wasn't trying to do anything crazy with his blocks. He was just trying to not press and just, just be what he is and accept what he is. Uh, Saffold. Has been dinged up shoulder, legs. He got rolled up on a little bit. So, I mean, it's just kind of two back to back things that are not related whatsoever. It's concerning just because he keeps getting dinged up. But most concerning is you don't want Douglas in there for long stretches because he's not, he's nowhere near what Saffold is. And, you know, nothing against Douglas, but let's just call it what it is here. So, but the offense has to get back to, being able to convert and stay on schedule. That means cutting out the penalties, cutting off the false starts, cutting off the holding penalties, being able to convert and catch when you can. Getting Adam Humphreys back will help with that as well, especially the way that they've been calling plays earlier in this year. When you're have when you able to have Ferkser and Adam Humphreys on the field for a third and whatever conversion, that seems to work in the Titans' favor more than anything else because those are the guys that Tannehill likes to look for on those plays. So this offense, I think more importantly than just the defense, everyone's going to be able to point – to the defense and say, the defense needs it. Yes. That, that. Thank you. We all know that the defense needs to play better. The offense though, for me, because they've been able to cover some of this stuff up, they have to come out and they can't allow the Ravens to hang around. They can't allow the Ravens to have hope by, by not answering drives, by not taking advantage of short fields or whatever. So they've got to be able to put points on the board when they have their opportunities and not just field goals either. Cause I'm sick of them trotting Gaskowski out there and, I don't want to give Gaskowski the chance to get cut. And what I mean by that is don't allow him any more chances to miss these field goals and get himself cut. Leave him on the team. I know that's kind of counterproductive because then you don't want him as you go on through the season. But just score touchdowns. I know it's easy to say. I get it. But the offense has to go back to get their identity, run the ball, the play action off of it, and for the love of God, run a proper screen once in a while. Sorry. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. I know yeah no
1: i mean i think everything you said is true um but it all comes down to execution and the titans it's been whether it's not executing on offense and dropping passes missing a block dropping a, a screen pass here or there uh or a defense a miscommunication in the secondary it's been one thing after the other that's what you'd love to see if you're gonna get beat get beat but don't don't do it to yourself stop with the uh the easy wins and dropping the ball there uh right just play a clean game Mm -hmm. and let the let the cards lie where they fall i mean and that's all you can do um the titans haven't done that even in their wins they haven't played a true clean game yep Uh, um so it'll be interesting to see because i think that this this is a very telling game even if they were to lose it uh do it with that clean sheet and I think there's still hope for the season. You lose this one and it starts to get ugly. Um, well, I think it's going to only get uglier. So right. it, it will be a very telling game for me.
0: So for you, you would you would equally accept, and I'm not saying that you'll ever accept a loss over a win because I don't think that's what you're saying. But but if they're going to lose, you're, you want it to be a clean game where they're able to show improvement off of what you saw Thursday night because at least there's hope and there's building blocks to build on from there. Whereas... You know, if they win, but they do it sloppily, I'm not confident they learned anything. Or if the Ravens had a bad game, that's just the Ravens having a bad game. Is the Titans working on what they need to? So I think that's what you're saying there. If I can read between the lines a little bit, so and I know we give predictions every week on the game. I I don't know (laughs) if we even want to uh, because we've been. It's not that I'm scared of being right or wrong, but it's just that it's kind of a mixed bag right now. If the Titans do what they're supposed to do, then this game. I think they win it, twenty to 16, 20 to fourteen, something like that. But again, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, this team is uh, pretty unpredictable when it comes to
1: how they're going to show up. But they've been trending in the wrong direction um, it, until I until proven otherwise. I, it this this te- this whole season seems to have a downward spiral around it hope i'm proven wrong but the continued flaws that were allowed to continue to occur uh even in the wins that that just rings very poorly mm-hmm. in my mind um cuz yeah. the the flaws that have been showing up in the losses were there during the wins and the lack of the ability to address it is is worrisome so yeah. I, I would take the ravens in this game uh
0: yeah i'm leaning to taking the ravens too i mean I, I said what should happen but i'm leaning to taking the ravens like 24 to 13 something like that just because i have i don't have much faith in what's going on right now hopefully they prove us wrong uh you know we say that every week we pick them for a loss but it's kind of hard to pick against uh insert name of team here versus the titans the way that they've been going here recently and like you said just to point out before we close here it, those these weaknesses, these, these down trends have been in the wins, just like they've been – they're just more glaring in a loss, right? Well, this team, if you look at it that way, this team could easily be a two-win team right now. Yep. Just something to think about. That's going to do it for us this week on the Coach's Corner. Be sure, uh, we are part of the Broadway Sports Network, partnered with 440 Sports Remember to be sure and check out all of the other podcast articles and video breakdowns that Broadway Sports has to offer at broadwaysportsmedia.com and on Twitter at BroadwayTM. Make sure to follow your hosts Jonathan, at JB on Broad, and myself, Ryan, at Ryan on Broadway, excuse me, and the show at Coaches on Broad. Be sure to subscribe and rate five stars before closing out that app. But until next time, we out. See ya.